This is the South Bend Beat Podcast, presented by Alpha Dog Agency. Welcome to my city, bring you to my city, let you ride around my city, I can show you around my city. Welcome to my city, bring you to my city, I can show you around my city, it's my city. This week on South Bend Beat, we have on Sheena and Steve Zent. Steve and Sheena are dentists that have a practice right here in downtown South Bend, just a couple blocks away. And we're also joined by their son, Nolan, who has Mankeys and is having a Mankeys march next month on June 8th. And we talked about that, how you could help out, how you could attend, and a little bit more information on Mankeys. And we also talked about random dental care questions. We kind of did a Ask Me Anything dental edition. So hopefully you enjoy that, and we did some answer the internet questions. So here are Steve and Sheena Zent. Enjoy. Let's kick it off by just talking about, uh, give us your South Bend story. So if you're both from South Bend, whether you moved here, and how you ended up in South Bend. So um, my family moved here when I was a junior in high school. And so I lived here for two years. I went to Clay High School, graduated, and then went off to college and grad school. And then a couple years after we were working, we decided to move back. I'm from, born and raised Fort Wayne, Indiana. Went to um, Bishop Dwinger High School there, then to IU Bloomington for undergrad, then dental school in Indy, and then back to Fort Wayne. Uh, we were there for a year and a half, and then... Uh, Moved up here in 2012. Mm-hmm. So at what point did you, did you two meet? We met in dental school. So we didn't know each other in college because I went to Michigan. He went to okay. IU. And uh, we met. We were in the same class. Yeah. So in 2007, uh, first year of uh, dental school. Then we started dating 2008. Mm-hmm. Second year. Did uh, So at what point after whether it's dating and then obviously now you're married moving into that at what point did it start to become a reality that maybe we'll start a practice together I think we kind of knew that you know that that was sort of the end goal at least I did maybe maybe not so. you. yeah <laughs> you're grinning yeah. over there uh, <laughs> I never really thought maybe about we it until, and it yeah. just kind of happened I, I think it's something like I think it's one of those details I never really thought about until we got engaged I was just talking to somebody about it yesterday it's like you get engaged and the next day all of a sudden there's already a, a date set for the wedding yeah. and all that you know I was like whoa 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 let's pump the brakes yeah. you know this is uh, <laughs> one step at a time here but uh once it got to the point of proposing then I think it was okay this is probably the the end goal yeah when we graduated we were um working at two different places and so he didn't love it where he was at I didn't love it where I was at and so then it kind of started um, thinking in that maybe we should move, maybe we should look elsewhere, and then, and then it's sort of what can we find? Are we going to find one big practice that we can both fit in, or are we going to find two individual? And then being married, it was ideal because we'd want to take vacations together and things like that, right. and eventually have a family and maybe cover for each other. Then, um, then we started thinking about working together. So. How did it get narrowed down? I guess first to Indiana, you could go anywhere. And then you being Fort Wayne, you being South Bend, how did you end up on South Bend? So Steve's always kind of lived around family, and I wanted to go wherever, North Carolina, Chicago, West Coast. And um, Steve said he would not go to Chicago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I like Chicago for a weekend. But <laughs> yeah, <that's he> <laughs> So 
then we, I was just kind of looking at, um, at uh, practices that were for sale. And it just so happened that there was one in South Bend. And in the same building was another dentist who would potentially retire soon. And I had family here. And it was close to, you know, still close to Fort Wayne, still close to Chicago. So um, it just kind of worked out. Yeah, we had a goal. At first, we wanted to stay in the Indianapolis area after dental mm-hmm. school. We loved Indy, but it's just very saturated with dentists. And um, so then Fort Wayne, Fort Wayne and South Bend were on the short list because family was there. And um, but uh, we were at Fort Wayne for a year and a half. Decided it wasn't quite for us. There wasn't the opportunity to buy, and we were looking in Fort Wayne, but we didn't really find anything that worked for us. And then South Bend just happened to pop up, and her parents were here. Kind of so, ran with it, and yeah. it happened very quickly yeah yeah <laughs> so what i wanted to ask was how common is it that there's a practice that's just ready to be bought like it seems like those opportunities i mean for my i have no knowledge of it at all it seems like those opportunities would be hard to come by yeah they are kind of hard to come by um they're more they're sort of easier to find now with just the internet and there's all these transition companies but to find a practice where one guy was leaving and then there was another dentist in the same exact building that was older and retiring soon that's really hard to find so i think the other thing about it is there's a generational gap between baby boomers there's tons of them retiring now but they're used to just they came out of dental school they started their practice from scratch nobody does that anymore very few people because it's hard to get the loans and all the debt you have coming out of school but they're used to just opening their practice and then a lot of them just close their doors and walk away and so uh but everybody our generation wants to find one on the internet right. you know, and ready to go so that's kind of been the but more and more people with these transition companies are um, putting them online for sale and you're just a couple blocks from where we're sitting now you're right mm-hmm. here in downtown south bend on colfax uh what are the some some of the things that you like about being in downtown south bend it's a different experience than being like either out in mishawaka or out in granger uh you're kind of in the thick of things here what do you like about that I think downtown is a perfect mix between sort of the working crowd with all the downtown businesses, but also a lot of families and students. It's a nice mix of, of people. So I really like that. And when we first moved here, we were actually living, what, about two blocks away from mm-hmm. our office. So right downtown on Notre Dame Avenue. Um, and we were renting a house for a couple of years, and we could walk to work, walk home at lunch, take a nap. You know, walk to downtown and we had a new puppy. We'd go home and yeah, let the puppy out. So it was really, really nice. We're on Notre Dame Ave. So Rob's sitting in with us today. He lives on Notre Dame Ave. Oh, he's in the apartments, like right on the end, like Notre Dame Ave and Jefferson. Um, like whatever uh, Campo turns into. I know I always turn on Campo. Oh, okay. We were just down the street at uh, Jefferson and Notre Dame, just. One house so, south of so right, the right there. Yeah. So I noticed you. I I remember you've mentioned that you would sometimes smell the Barnabies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> and it was tough to lay off. Yeah. Walking home from work, you yeah. go for a run, like ooh, or go to <laughs> a little detour, <laughs> yeah. detour to get a slice. <laughs> Temptation was real. So so I did mention that uh, you brought Nolan today. Uh, before we get into some more of the dental stuff, uh, I wanted to talk about the uh, Mankey's March that's coming mm-hmm. up. Uh, it's going to be Saturday, June 8th, 8.30 a.m. Um, a lot of people probably won't know about Mankeys or anything about it, so why don't you fill us in on kind of Nolan's journey so far and what we're looking to do with this march. Okay. So Mankeys, like you were saying, a lot of people are unaware of it. We were completely unaware before he was diagnosed. Um, 
it basically affects one in every 250,000 uh, boys. boys. And uh, it, uh, basically he has low copper. Okay. And, uh, so he doesn't, and nobody really realizes, but we need copper in our bodies. and uh, For everything. Everything, yeah. Really? For all your development. Mm-hmm. And it's a neurodegenerative degenerative disease, so it affects everything with him. He'll, he will never walk, talk, um, sit, um, really grab anything. He's basically, I like to say, he's kind of like a permanent three-month-old. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, uh, in his, you know, the, the real sad thing about it is his life expectancy is less than three years. Um, so it'll just, it's just a slow, steady decline, but he's a really happy boy. And that's our goal. We just try to keep him comfortable and happy. But, uh, our goal is just to, uh, raise awareness and, uh, you know, and, and benefit a local, um, um, nonprofit, nonprofit that that's been a huge help to us and many other parents in situations like us. Mm-hmm. So how old is Nolan now? So Nolan is 20 months. Okay. And we knew something was kind of just a little off when he was four or five months old just because he wasn't developing. He wasn't reaching his milestones. And so we, and then actually um, he started, he lost his black hair and he grew in like just white, silvery <laughs> yeah. white yeah. hair, like an old man, little old wrinkly <laughs> old man. He was so cute. But um, we just thought this is just, this is really odd. Yeah. And, um, and so we started asking the doctors and long story short, we ended up having a pediatric dermatologist look at him, took a hair sample. Um, another name for Mankey's is the wiry, or the, I'm sorry, the kinky hair syndrome. Um, so his hair was really, is really thick and coarse and brittle and kinky. And, um, and so after she noticed some abnormalities in his hair, then we tested for the copper. And all babies have low copper to begin with at birth, so it's not like they can test all babies at birth. Right. Um, but uh, he was about he was seven mon- months old when he was diagnosed. So. And even when he was diagnosed, you had still never heard of Mankey's. I had heard of it because I made the mistake of going to Google and googling everything I possibly could, yeah. like many people. Yeah. Um, two months before. And Steve kind of didn't really want to hear any of it because he was still trying to be very optimistic. Yeah. I did some research, but <clears throat> I was... He didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, when I was sticking to more simple things like we were hoping yeah. for... Kind of an Occam's razor type thing. Yeah, yeah. And we were hoping for it just being a uh, deficiency in some you know, supplement or mineral. You know, We just have to give him some extra vitamins or something like that. Right. And um, so I was kind of sticking to those things and then... Uh, when you know i stumbled across that eventually or sheena might have mentioned it to me i think at one point and then that started to become a potential reality and it kind of checked off all these boxes of like random things that had happened to him just like at birth and throughout that people were like oh that happens sometimes Mm -hmm. you know not a big deal but then when you connected the dots all Mm. those combined so many things like hit a cephalohematoma just like a bump on his head uh, after a c-section and uh, not very uncommon but um, he had that then he had a, a specific type of hernia mm-hmm. that 15 percent of all males have anyway yep. that a friend of ours actually had and he's you know our friend's perfectly healthy and normal mm-hmm. um so Pec- all these little things pectoris cavernosum right or basically he's got a sunken in chest um, okay which yeah. I, a I lot know of people who have had yeah. you know, that yeah. and he had that and uh just a number of different things like that. Not that uncommon to have that one, but 
when you're like, wow, what are the odds that he has all right. eight of these? And, mm-hmm. uh, and it was four or five months in before you really, like, noticed, like, there might be something else here? Yeah, because, you know, it was there, oh, he's a boy. Boys can be slower at sitting up, and maybe he just likes to hang out and chill mm-hmm. and <laughs> not really make an effort. And We were worried at the beginning. He was in the yeah. NICU for um, what? three days. Three days. Okay. And, um, you know, he was on a CPAP at birth and uh, a couple of things. So it was a little shaky at the beginning, but... We ended up getting out of the hospital. Um, the regular yeah. time anyway. And then uh, and then after that, you know, we were nervous for a couple weeks, but they kept assuring us everything was okay and he's a healthy boy. And then it was, yeah, once we got to that, you know, four-month We just kind of, so. I was like, something's wrong. Something's not right. Mm. Now, is there a, a network of other, like, uh, parents either in the area or nationally? Uh, yeah, so children? nationally. Yeah. W- you mean with Mankeys? Yes. Yeah, yep. so I found a Facebook group. That's the only um, sort of outlet that I found. And it's um, people in the U.S. and then people all over the country, actually. So even usually each country on Facebook has their own little group, but mm-hmm. there's so few boys that have it that yeah. they all kind of join the one. And and so. So you said one and a quarter million for boys. What is it for girls? It's like almost unheard of yeah. really so really it's an ex- yeah. x-linked recessive disease okay. so basically it's passed on the x uh, chromosome and uh so got it it's very very so difficult since the males have one x and one y if they're getting the that one x from the mom usually two-thirds of the time it's passed on from the mom so it's in the family where ours is not passed down nobody in our family has it and i was tested so it's even that much more rare wow. so if a girl has the x um recessive She'll also have another X, which is normal, and so she can be a carrier. Mm, got it. If that makes sense. Yep. So. so let's talk about the march specifically. Okay, yeah. So the march is to benefit a Rosie Place. A Rosie Place is an organization in um, South Bend. It's the only one like it. So it's a, um, it's a hospital um, that's for medically fragile children, um, and it serves all 92 counties in the state of Indiana. Um, they are open three right now, three of the four weekends in a month. And so they have pediatric nurses that just go, they give up their weekends, they go there, um, and they take care of your kids 24-7 for anywhere from two to four days. Sometimes they even, I think there's like a couple, maybe one week in a year that they'll be open for a whole week. Um, so you can kind of go, they have a doctor on call, they, um, you can call them anytime and see how your child's doing, and that allows families to um, kind of spend time with other kids or do activities or take vacations that they normally wouldn't be able to take. Awesome. Yeah. And so really this nice. is June 8th, and even if someone's out of town, they can still help in some way, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So online, people can get tickets for the for the march, or they can just donate. Um, and then people can also show up the day of and um, come and join us and walk. Awesome. And the link for that, we'll put it in the show notes, uh, but it'll be the givegrove.com link. Is that the, I'm looking at the right one? Yep, that's it. Givegrove.com backslash Nolan's hyphen, Mankey's hyphen March. And again, check the show notes, check our social media. We'll put it everywhere. Um, but we hope to see everybody June 8th. And if you can't make it, donate to a good cause. Thank you. And, yeah. uh, now we'll uh, we'll transition. You want to talk to some? Want to do some dental questions? So like I was telling you before we started, I just like kind of went to Reddit and got like questions. Sometimes they'll do like ask a dentist, and it's just mm-hmm. common questions that people get asked. Um, before we even get into that, there was I ran across an article that was like two questions that everyone asks a dentist, and I want to know how often you two get asked this, whether it's like family events or with friends. The first one is, 
<laughs> no one's ready for the question two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's getting real excited about this. The first one is, uh, I hate going to the dentist, but let me ask you this. Do you think there's something wrong with this tooth and somebody points at a tooth? Does that happen? Oh, yeah. That oh, happens. really? Uh, it happens. At weddings. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. At weddings. And then they open their mouth and stick their finger in their mouth and, exp- and like, so that, like, I don't know if I'm supposed to be sticking my face into your mouth right now to try to take a peek back there or what? Yeah, it's um, <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere. I probably. I got once, it at a grocery store yeah, one time yeah. when I ran into somebody. Is it so? Is it usually like somebody you know, or is it like it comes up in conversation? Like, oh, I'm a dentist, and they're like, oh yeah, check Both. out this tooth. Yeah. A lot of times, people you know, but it also just random. Like, you'll be at a like I said at a wedding and in a group of people introductions, and somebody's like, oh, you're a dentist. Actually, I have a question for you. This tooth is bothering me, and they start pointing. Yeah, very common. Um, some people you know, are very apologetic, but I, I love dentistry. Um, I absolutely. Love it, and so I love talking. Will you about actually it. like look? Steve is yeah, a oh, yeah, I'll, nerd I'll look. Sure. You know, I'll do everything I can without. You know, I don't have gloves on. Or <laughs> anything, but, uh, I'll do everything I can. I, you get me going. Lean their chair those, back uh, a little bit, a little bit uh, at the table, and <laughs> get me going. Three hours later, we're still talking, talking <laughs> dentistry. So it's kind of. So the other one that a bunch of dentists always said that they're always asked is, "Do you want to hear my wisdom root dental horror story? Do people do that?" Um, I hear it at the office sometimes, but not usually in public. I would agree. I never have anybody just offer that up, uh, just in random conversation. But as soon as you get a patient in the chair and you oh, talk yeah. about an extraction or wisdom tooth, the story always comes out. The the dentist had their had their knee up on my chest and you know, what, yanking. I heard that story from my mom so many times mm-hmm. growing up. Yeah. She's like, oh my, his leg was up on the chair and he yeah. was just pulling. And no <laughs> dentist has ever had their knee up on yeah, the yeah. patient's <laughs> chest. It's uh, you know, it's a finesse I thing. Mean, it's at not least a. We'd hope yeah, yeah. Like, maybe in the past, you know, things were different back then. But it's it's a finesse. <laughs> yeah. It's a finesse game to get a tooth out. It's not a brute force thing. So there's it's, you're not gaining anything good. Growing up, I was so nervous about my wisdom teeth. No, I had them up until I was like almost 30, mm-hmm. and then I had the five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, man, maybe oh, I'll be wow. – because there are cases where sometimes they don't need to get removed. Is mm-hmm. that true? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like just from a little kid just praying that that was me. I never have to get them removed. I won't have to worry about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, five. They probably need to go. And then it was a breeze. I don't know why I ever worried about it. What I always tell patients, it's the vocal minority you hear about being a bad experience. Like, yeah, you're getting teeth extracted. You're going to be sore. But it's the vocal minority just like it is with everything else in life. I was eating a burger the next day. Yeah. Like, I thought I had all this yogurt and stuff planned. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm, for a week. Next day, I was like, let's rock. I took mm-hmm. one pain pill. Yeah. It was a breeze. And that's with getting five out. Yeah. At wow. like 30. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That it doesn't need to be a rough, bad experience. No, it can great. be. You know, some people, and not everybody heals the same, and some people don't follow post op instructions. It <laughs> doesn't always help. Yeah. But, uh, I think my brother got dry sockets. Yeah. Mm. That's, that's what so you're trying to avoid. Those out. are miserable. Those are painful. Yeah. Those are when patients come Very in, they're painful. crying, and it's just really, uh, yeah, it's not fun at all. But you avoid the dry socket for the most part, just sore. And not mm. using straws. No right? straws. No, no straws. straws. And no smoking. No, okay. We don't want you smoking anyway, but yeah. definitely not after extractions. All right, so here's a few questions uh, to ask a dentist. Um, so I will play the role of people on Reddit asking questions. <laughs> when my dentist talks to me while I'm in the chair, how am I supposed to respond? It's a very valid point, actually. I remember thinking that when I was a patient, and then yet I'm still working on somebody, and I find myself like trying to make conversation. Yeah. And then I have to, like, pull my hands out of their mouth so they can answer and give, give them that opportunity. It's a valid point. 
It is, uh, and I catch myself doing it. I swore I would never be that dentist. <laughs> but um, a lot of it, I think it's it's just more of a distraction technique, and, you know, patient might be a little nervous. It's just putting the patient at ease. We're just here having a conversation. Yeah, there's a little something going on in your mouth, but. It's more a one-way conversation. Yeah, one-way conversation, but, you know, let's just be relaxed and. Uh, talk one way i guess <laughs> so can you usually tell when somebody's extremely nervous versus somebody who's just very relaxed yes yeah definitely yeah. yeah i mean different people have different ways of showing it whether they're either quiet or they're you know or they're physically shaking or trembling some people are yeah. i haven't even walked into the room and they're crying you know and it's really? like yeah well, not and uncommon at all and, we, and it's really fun when you see those people after they've come in a few times and they're talking and they're excited and they've really just overcome it all. So it's really, really exciting to see that. But, um, but yeah, it definitely manifests in a few different ways. You know what I mean? All ages? Yeah, all, all ages. All ages, for sure. The, the goal, and one thing we really strive to do at our practice is to not give kids that reason to ever be nervous. Most adults that are nervous, it's because they had a bad experience when they were a kid. Mm -hmm. right. And then a lot of kids that are nervous, it's because, like you were saying, your mom, she really scared you talking <laughs> yeah. about the wisdom teeth. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. you would have never been scared about yeah. the wisdom teeth. Yeah. And so it's really, it's educating parents. Don't give the children a reason to be scared. We're not going to give them a reason to be scared. And just you know, cultivate that patient into a good adult patient for the mm -hmm. rest of their life. Well, you have so many parents that are like, oh, my daughter came in and I was so nervous for her and she just did so great. She wasn't even scared. Well, because she didn't have a reason to be, right. you know, yeah. but then kids pick up on parents' emotions and if they notice the parents really nervous about it, then they become on edge about it. Yeah, the kid so. comes in and they get to press buttons and watch a chair go up and down, have a little you know, water gun basically squirting water in their mouth. Yeah, and the we tooth may try to make going it around, And then they get a toy at the end of it. So yeah. there's, there's no reason for the kid to be scared. Stu, <laughs> so the next one is, I chew my cheeks. Is this dangerous? I guess it would depend on how bad you're chewing yeah. your cheeks. <laughs> if they're bleeding, it's do. probably Seems not like a good a thing. like a lot of people had this question on yeah. the thing I was looking at. It's, it's a nervous habit common. for a lot of people. I do it. Um, it's something I just start chewing uh you know, on the cheek. And then it's kind of one of those chicken or the egg things too. And then once you start doing it, it becomes inflamed or you get little tissue mm -hmm. that's coming off. And then, you know, you just start picking at that. Cause and, you notice uh, it more. Mm -hmm. So then, it is not, you know, I wouldn't worry about it. It's not dangerous unless you're chewing it so hard that you're bleeding and you're in pain. And then you probably <laughs> need to stop. Out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the only but, way I've seen it become a problem is basically if somebody was numb and they didn't know they were doing it. And, yeah. it's, and it's usually only a problem with kids, but they can just start chomping on their the inside of their cheek and yeah. create a problem. But I think as an adult, you and yeah, any any laceration, any cut, anything, that can always become infected, just like anything on your skin, but pretty rare. And I've, I've never seen one become a problem. Mm -hmm, me neither. Well, one of the main questions was just like a very general question that you've already touched on is, say the person is, I'm nervous about going to the dentist. I very clearly need to go to the dentist. I don't want to go in there and then be like, oh, you have 13 cavities, you know, whatever it is, kind of holding them up. What advice would you have for them? I mean, I would say better late than never. And the longer you wait, chances are your issues are probably going to get worse. Mm -hmm. And then it's going to be a more challenging fix. More time, more cost, you know, more potential discomfort. So... Um, the sooner the better, and I think the most important part is, you know, finding a place where you feel comfortable and where you trust who you're around and, um, you know, hopefully getting comfortable, mm -hmm. you know. 
100% agree, but yeah, it's only going to get worse as time mm-hmm. goes on. And <clears throat> the worse it gets, then the more time it's going to take, the more procedures, the more money. And um, just starting out getting it done, you know, it might be, you know, a bit of a process at first, but that can make for the rest of your life being a lot better. We take our teeth for granted. Right? Yeah. People like to eat yeah. and uh, <laughs> like to smile. You know, people, mm-hmm. that's every year, that's a top thing, you know, people notice about other people, it's their smile. It affects people getting jobs. And so take care of the teeth. And if you can get something taken care of when it's small, simple piece of cake. But uh, it can become daunting, you know, when you are talking about replacing teeth and all that kind of stuff. It can be done. But it's just more and then difficult. it can continue the fear, too, you know, and yeah. the anxiety if it's a bigger procedure, um, for sure. If you go in and then you, some people come in, they haven't been in 20 years, and they, you know, oh, you just need a cleaning. No cavities. And then they're like, great, I'm going to start coming more often. Yeah, yeah. Every once in a while, you'll get the person that says, oh, great, well, then I'll see you in 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> That's not exactly the goal. <laughs> so you mentioned that the number one uh, thing people recognize is smiles and how important they are. Mm-hmm. The most asked question was, it was kind of a two-part question, how can I get my teeth wider slash straighter without spending too much money? The wider is pretty straightforward. I mean, one, I, once once they're stained, you know, you're going to need some professional whitening. You can also do over-the-counter you know, crest white strips. They work well. So um, they do just, work they well. They do work, yeah. yeah. Okay. They yeah. Just, you're going to take more time doing it. And you're probably going to end up spending more money doing it because I, I, they're like 50 60 bucks now, I think, really? uh, at the store. At least, or maybe that's the premium ones. They used but I know to be you back can, in the day, like 20 bucks. That's when yeah. I did it, like in college. <laughs> I think but. I think they've gone up in price. At least. I could be way yeah, off on that. Have. But uh, by the time you're doing that and you need to do more applications of it, you're going to probably end up spending more than you would for, um, like we recommend custom trays at our office. And you pay a little more up front, but you've got that custom tray for the rest of your life and you just get the bleach refills. The um, other thing, too, is that in an office versus over-the-counter, the ingredients are different. And so I hear patients that use over-the-counter whitening products and they are um, they become really sensitive. Um, so, um, you know, they are, the ingredients are different and the ones that, um, we have access to as dentists are stronger, but then they also have built in, um, desensitizers and things like that. And like Steve mentioned, um, if you have a custom tray made kind of like a bleach tray, um, you're much less likely to get sensitive because you're not going to have as much material coming out and it's custom made to your mouth. Awesome. A simpler thing, though, is just to keep from getting the stain. Brushing your teeth. Whitening toothpaste, everybody's like, oh, I'm using a whitening toothpaste. There's actually no whitening ingredient in any toothpaste. Look at the back. All marketing? Actually, I think there is one Crest product now. It's like a two-system thing, but uh, it's it's marketing. There's a little more abrasiveness, basically. Um, They will, you know, scrub away a little more, but there's no bleach ingredients in the toothpaste. So that's one thing I think a lot of people have no idea of, but... Um, there's nothing in there that bleaches the teeth and then um, but the big stainers are coffee um, and most people drink coffee red wine another big one smoking huge um, smoking's on the decline at least but uh i always tell chocolate. patients yeah chocolate but um oh, yeah. <laughs> i know i always tell patients first one he <laughs> said that really got me. <laughs> coffee and uh and coke products and stuff but coffee and the coke and the um red wine. I always tell patients, if you're going to be drinking those things, have a glass of water with it. And okay. so you drink a glass of one and then, or drink a sip of the wine and then have a little sip of water. Good for many reasons to have water <laughs> yeah. with it. Exactly. Yeah, but to right. do that, and you, can just, you keep that from just sitting on your teeth and really sinking in as, you know, hard stain to remove later. Mm-hmm. So what about the straighter? 
Straighter is a tougher one. It is um, tough, yeah. Going to have to spend some money. You're most yeah. likely going to have to spend some money, and it all depends on the severity of the uh, of the crowding or whatever it is you have in your mouth. Um, everybody loves Invisalign. Invisalign's a great product, and people like the way it looks, but it's not cheap. Same with braces. And um, there's, I'm sure most people have heard of uh, Smile Direct. Now it's out there. A lot of people are doing straight to come home. I, I can't really condone it. I've seen mouths that did not end up well <laughs> with it. Um, it, it just scares so me. So that's like a mail delivery. Yeah. They send you like a kit and you can take your own impression and you like can... the Netflix of straight teeth mm-hmm. almost. Yeah. Basically. So they mail you all your stuff and it basically cuts out the dentist. Okay. And it, it's kind of scary because there are times we will spend hundreds of dollars on impression material trying to get a good enough impression to start Invisalign. Or we used to spend all that on impression material. Now we... They're just leaving it up to them. To, yeah. And yeah. so if we're struggling as professionals to get that impression... How are these people doing at home? Now, there are some, we, like, we have a digital scanner now, so there's no impressions. And there are some kiosks where people can go in and get those scans, but there's still, there's not that follow-up. And treatment doesn't always, it rarely goes 100% has planned. Yeah. And so when you don't have that follow-up, it makes you kind of nervous. And there's no x-rays. Um, I can think of patients who have periodontal disease, which bone loss in their mouth, and their teeth are mobile. They're just kind of, you can move them back and forth and uh, they're kind of flapping in the wind and they can go on if there's no dentist actually looking in their mouth, they can get that treatment and they're just going to lose all those teeth. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's kind of a scary thing, but I don't know where the liability lands and all that, but uh, I I wouldn't recommend it. You had a question, right? Yes. I I went to a dentist uh, not long ago and this is the first dentist that has said that I had some baby teeth still. I'm 36 almost. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> that was Rob, by the way. <laughs> so is that a thing? Oh, very common, actually. Really? I guess it depends on how you quantify common. But uh, I saw a patient yesterday who was, I guess, what's today? Saturday. So Thursday, she was in her 60s, and she still has a couple baby teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, well, is it common that all the dentists have missed it? No. That, I and so, I, I, so <laughs> I would say the dentist didn't miss it. I would be shocked if the dentist didn't notice. I think it's odd that they wouldn't bring it up to you. Yes. Um, okay. And so I see new patients all the time and say, I'm assuming somebody's told you you still have a baby tooth in here. And every once in a while they'll say, no, I didn't realize I did right. have that baby tooth. But most of them say, oh, yeah, you know, I've already seen it. And in my mind, it's always, well, do I bring this up? I'm sure they're aware of it. I would like to think that's what the other dentists. So it's down south dentist you've had your whole life. <laughs> <laughs> Everything looks good out the door. Yeah, you left, you left, yeah, you left, left you the down done? south. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's surprising that nobody brought it up. I would think it was just because they assumed you knew, but. As a dentist, I do believe that's my job to educate you. And whether you've heard it a million times, we're going to give you that flossing talk every time you come in. You've heard it before, but that's our job to bring it up. I did have one more question that I thought of. When commercials say nine out of ten dentists recommend something, have you two ever been part of one of these polls? You Haven't you tried some of the um, – well, Are those real polls? So I don't know the specific ones like for the toothpaste and stuff that yeah, they I'm talk about. Sure. But I do take – Lots of surveys online. Um, Have you ever been the rogue dentist that was like, no, I'm number 10? I don't, I, think so. I don't think so. I do always wonder, though, they say like nine out or five out of six, nine out of 10, whatever you recommend, Crest versus you know, Colgate or this or that. And for the most part, I think most dentists, the toothpaste I recommend is the one that you're most likely going to use, when, whether that's the best 
you know, the best taste. As long as it's got fluoride in it and you're likely to use it, I'm happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know where sometimes I get those. Uh, or if they do a study and it's like eight out of ten, they're like, scrap it. We can't use it. <laughs> Find <laughs> right. ten more dentists and let's get nine. Sub one of these dentists out. <laughs> or t- ten out of ten just sounds... <laughs> Sounds yeah, too yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, exactly. We right. need to find a rogue dentist. Okay, good to know. <laughs> All right, let's get to some questions that aren't necessarily uh, dental-related. Um, let's start off with, uh, do you have a favorite restaurant in the area, or even restaurants if there's a couple, if you're going to have a date night or go out for a nice dinner? Definitely have a few. I think it would depend on what kind of night we're going out for. If it's okay. a big, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we're celebrating. You can name as many as you like. All right, we'll name a few. <laughs> <laughs> Anniversary um, might be like LaSalle uh, Grill downtown um, for uh, lunchtime. Well, we basically go everywhere downtown South Bend over lunch. Um, mm-hmm. We just have we a. Name every place in <laughs> downtown <laughs> South Bend, I guess. We're there. Obviously, when it's nice out, ones that have a patio are, are, yep. have a little edge to them, right? Yep. A little extra. Do you get a lunch break during the day? We, yeah. We're off from 1 to 2 for lunch. Um, we Just a quick turnaround. Kind yeah, of and it depends, you know, going. if anything runs over for the right, yeah. before lunch, then it can be a pretty quick uh, lunch break. So, uh, you know, it depends. That might play into what place we go to. Yeah, lunch. so Monday through Wednesday, we're usually working through lunch, just like with paperwork and stuff like that. And then we try to go out Thursday. So then we'll, depending on if we have a full hour, then we'll go somewhere where um, – you know, we're not as pressed for time. Yeah, sometimes we'll go to Wuchi if we have uh, I love Wuchi. Wuchi. Carmela's. Emporium. Emporium, especially when it's nice out. Mm, pegs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chicory Cafe. Yeah. All the hot spots. Yeah, we got all of them. Yeah. <laughs> I do like Tapestry for dinner because I love their wine selection <laughs> and their... Um, They've got some great cocktails, and then obviously their food is really, really good, too. Are you sipping water with the red wine? Absolutely. Okay. I don't want to stain my teeth. (laughs) Do you have some uh, favorite uh, vacation destinations that you like to go to? Mm. So I I know your dad a little bit, so I know you guys probably go to Florida. Yes, we go to Florida. Um I don't know if that's a favorite. <laughs> yeah, I, we, we enjoy we enjoy Florida, but that's so, always yeah. it's always like taking the kids and yeah, I think yeah, vacation. Right. I think yeah. no kids and uh, so pretty much anywhere warm where we can get away with either the two of us or our friends. <laughs> I'm a beach bum. Okay, I, give me. What a, are some of your favorite beaches? Oh, well, we went to Bora Bora. We were lucky okay, enough yeah. to go there for our honeymoon, and uh, that was. Uh, amazing yeah i don't that uh, was really really neat i don't know if we'll ever get back or any place like that again but uh that was amazing um but also I, we've been to punta cana we just um thanks to a rosy place uh what a month ago we mm-hmm. made it to cancun or riviera maya and uh for what, four days yeah and um yeah. that was that uh, was amazing that was amazing you know, a it lot was... of it depends on though who you're with and yeah. uh the weather was great the beach was great and all inclusives are yeah. always kind of a favorite for us i don't like to worry <laughs> about spending any money once yeah. in there that was the hard thing with bora bora it wasn't cheap there and you couldn't do all inclusive like, mm-hmm. especially yeah. then we didn't have any money we we're just straight loans <laughs> at that point and so <clears throat> a little beyond our means <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know how how we got there to begin with <laughs> but you got there we, got there. <laughs> but you we got... just went with a, another couple that um we're good friends with and it's nice because steve like he said is a beach bum so he'd be content laying by the pool for about i don't know eight or nine hours straight and pool in a pina colada in a, in a book and I'm not happy. have to move oh my uh, gosh. No. 
And so I get bored. Yeah, I so too, yeah. I need to be walking around and checking things out. And so it's nice to have somebody else <laughs> when we go <laughs> with friends. And I'm fine going for a walk. I go snorkeling. I'll do all those things. But majority of my time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laying there. <laughs> I walk enough during the day. Yeah. <laughs> have either of you been stuck in an elevator? No. I, no. No, I have not. That's good. It's a good answer. I always like to hear. And you ride a lot of elevators, I'm assuming. It's just never happened. Yeah, yeah. never happened. I feel like I've had a couple close calls where I thought it was going to happen, but never did. How would you handle it? I'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. Beach bum over here would just take <laughs> yeah. a seat. Yeah. Yeah. Pull a out seat a book and, and exactly. Yeah, I could just sit down and relax for a while. Just personal <laughs> fan out and just have a good time. If I get to 48 hours or something like that, I might start yeah. drinking. But uh, other than that, I'd be. 48 uh, hours. <laughs> That's extreme. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Once my phone battery died, then I would be little. looking for a Chuck Norris way out of there before 48 hours. You would probably think, gosh, this is peace and quiet. I'm not yeah, even going to yes. call the help button yeah. for about six hours. I, yeah, honestly, Get some I would alone be, time. <laughs> so if I was in there by myself, I would be pretty content for a while. <laughs> would you be all right? Would you handle it okay? If you were by yourself? No, I mean, I feel like I would get a little claustrophobic. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, so it depends if my cell phone worked. If it worked, I think I'd be fine. If it didn't work, I would probably start to panic a little bit. I think you'd be more stir-crazy. She would be very oh, stir-crazy. Yeah, yeah, and then after that point, then you'd get so stir-crazy that you'd start panicking. All right. All right. I think he asked me that question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So if the, um, if the aliens came to Earth... And they went to Zent Family Dentistry, set you two down, not the aliens, say, um, say it was the president, and he said, you two have to pick an ambassador to go meet with the aliens. It can be anyone. Who would you pick to go be the ambassador of the human race to the aliens? That was a tough one. Yeah. And no one's even asking. I, I can tell you what the most common answer is for a lot of people that answer this is like The Rock, like Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I really? love The Rock. I, I, I guess I could see that. Yeah. I've never come up with it. I thought you were going to say The Pope. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, The Rock. No, no, The Rock, yeah. yeah. Justin Bieber. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, d I don't know. I don't even know. Would you go like celebrity or would you go like buttoned up politician? I would, I would want to be away from Not, that both. I, yeah. That's what I'm trying to think of. You need some – to come up with somebody, you need somebody who's got some name recognition. So like Jim from 44th Street. <laughs> 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 Part of me, I keep wanting to say like some kid. Like I keep thinking like our daughter, just somebody who's innocent. Yeah. You, yeah. Know, and, you want to uh, send our daughter yeah. to the aliens ambassador <laughs> hey, president? Hey, the aliens are here. Take our daughter. <laughs> I'm really digging a hole now. You have to yeah. agree to disagree on that one. <laughs> Wow, our three-year-old can be the uh, yeah. negotiator. But thanks, and Mayor Pete. World. Yeah, hey, that was the <laughs> last. That was the last answer, Mayor Pete. That's the yeah. first name that popped in my head. Yeah. So yeah. Mayor Pete, and then if he needs a little help, your daughter can go with him, and be all set. <laughs> if you had said Mayor Pete team. five minutes ago, I could have stayed out of. Could have stayed. Out. <laughs> hey, she would be very famous <laughs> if it went well. Yeah, you guys would be set. <laughs> um, let's do. Uh, do you have any, like, random dental care facts that you can drop on us? Like, maybe a lot of people don't know about? Yeah, you just learned uh, one at that course you were at, right? Oh, yeah, I guess I just, I was on an all-day course yesterday. Um, learned one, uh, average uh, person will wear down their teeth by about 
um, what is it, 11 microns per year, which comes out to a millimeter over the course of their lifetime. Um, or not over the course of a lifetime, over 100 years. So a lot of people were showing them the amount of wear and, you know, people have three, four millimeters of wear and, you know, just showing like, eh, on average, you should have about a millimeter over the course of 100 years. So um, that's one kind of boring. Um, but uh, The one that I liked was that um, when you're eating versus clenching or grinding your teeth, you put three to four times more pressure on your teeth when you're clenching or grinding than if you're eating something really, really hard. Really? Mm -hmm. So I, you yeah. can, the average person can put 350 to 400 pounds of force if you just hook them up to all the wires and say, bite mm -hmm. down as hard as you can. And there have been people that have been wired up while they're sleeping and have reached 1,100, 1,200 pounds of force. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like when your brain's wow. turned off, you don't know what you're capable of. You hear those stories, somebody, you know, a woman lifts a card and get their child out. You know, it's kind of one of those things. You don't know what our body's capable of, but when it's turned off, you can uh, do wanna, some amazing I wanna things. I want to meet that woman. <laughs> <laughs> Send her to meet the alien. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right, so let's do uh, – Let's close with some more plugs here. I, I do want to mention the Mankey's March one more time, uh, which is June 8th. Uh, if they're going to join in person, 8.30 a.m. at Pottawatomie mm -hmm. Park. Yep. Um, and, and if you can't join in person, uh, every little bit helps. Every donation helps. Uh, check the show notes for that link. And uh, why don't you uh, let everybody know where they can find you on social media, your website, kind of all that. And I should mention, I don't know how many reviews it's up to now. It's hundreds. 5.0 rating for Zent Family Dentistry. I don't think ever, no reviews outside of five stars, which is astonishing for a dental practice. It's been, we've been very fortunate to have all the uh, five star reviews. You're going to play it the I, humble way? Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are, you can go on some dental offices too and you see some negative reviews. And I, there's just some people you're never going to please no matter what. And I'm sure they go around and give negative We've been very fortunate we haven't had any of them. I'm sure at some point that first <laughs> negative review And will I think come, more than just all the five-star reviews, I think what is so special about your case is the number of reviews people actually feel strongly enough about their experience to go and leave a review. So that's, I mean, you could check in Google Zent Family Dentistry. The reviews will come up. It's a 5.0. It's, yeah. We try to do things a little differently at our office. I think uh, our office isn't for everybody. Mm -hmm. Most likely um, we do a lot more education. We like to, you know, make sure patients know why we're doing something. And I think a lot of the patients really, really gravitate towards that and appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And tell everybody they can find you on uh, like Facebook <coughs> and website. Yeah. So you can find um, both of us on um Facebook, uh, we have Zent Family Dentistry has a page as well. Actually, Nolan's Mankey's Mark has, uh, March has a, a page on Facebook as well. And we're also just <coughs> www.zentfamilydentistry.com. Mm -hmm. um, we've got a Twitter page. Um, trying to think what else. You Google Zent Family Dentistry. It's a pretty unique name. You, I think everything, yeah. Yeah. everything <laughs> on page one, you're pretty safe. It'll be yeah. them. Yeah. And then uh, also, is there a blog? Oh, yes, Nolan there too? is yeah. a blog, yes. Um, How can people find that? So that's on WordPress. Okay. So it's nolanstory.wordpress.com. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you just kind of give everybody <coughs> updates on whether it's seeing the doctor or yeah. what's going so, on. Yeah, so it starts, um, well, I guess it started a little over a year ago now, just explaining what Menkes is and kind of just sort of chronologically went through um, when we got the diagnosis and all the doctor's appointments and what we were finding out and, and the surgeries and that kind of thing. So I think a lot of it started because 
we were overwhelmed at first and everybody was asking how's Nolan doing you know what's going on and it was tough to talk about at yeah. first and yeah she was very emotional having because it was mainly people reaching out to her and asking and so doing the blog was kind of it was a way to I think for you to vent a little bit and talk about it just get it out and yeah then, without having to like verbalize it to mm. people over and over and over again just and more that of a was challenging. macro type way getting it out yeah. to just check this out i haven't checked this yeah. <laughs> i haven't checked the stats in a while but i think over 40 countries it's been that's uh, awesome viewed in and yeah. i forget how many tens of thousands of views so that's awesome well, thank both of you for coming on today. Thank you for bringing Nolan. Thanks and for having I'll us. I'll be uh, posting some stuff. Uh, check out the pictures from this episode. I'll post a picture with Nolan. We'll get the uh, march nice and promoted. And hopefully all of your dental questions got answered. If you have any more, <laughs> uh, feel free to hit them up on Facebook. And I'm sure <laughs> sounds like Steve can go hours with yeah. us. <laughs> He'll just go back and forth with you. But uh, thanks for listening. And, again, both of you, thanks for coming on. Thanks, thanks for having thanks us. For having a lot us. of fun. Welcome to my city, bring you to